Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. I am your host, Jake Abrams, alongside Nick Yurko, a.k.a. the Duke of Hobbies. How are we doing today, Nick? Oh, not bad, Jake. Not bad at all. It's uh, been a wonderful little weekend here. Uh, extended weekend here for me. How about yourself? Same. Uh, I want to say to everybody listening in the States, um, happy Independence Day, 4th of July, a belated Um it was just around the corner and also belated Badoof Day. Badoof Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to get that deck box. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But um, you do anything fun this weekend? Uh, you know, just the kind of the usual hanging out with family and stuff like that. Um, you know, kind of I started reorganizing a little bit of my uh, Pokemon collection. So I was really happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of like at one point I was like, whoa, I forgot I had these cards. Uh, so I was happy yeah. to find a small stack of cards in that process. Nice, nice. So yeah. I was actually just reorganizing and doing a couple things and I I happened to come across all my old x-wing stuff and i have a whole section over here where i'm going to start doing all my all my lists that i won and came uh came in you know top placements at all these big events uh so i have quite a few lists and and chips that i want to have out there with all the prizes that i won there um for display so i can't wait to finish that unfortunately i threw a bunch of the 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 pegs and the uh stands away so Chuck Why would Wednesday you do Washington. that? Because I only had what I needed to play. Now I'm having display, so I need like tens and hundreds of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's on me. <laughs> that's on me for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, enough about us. We have an awesome, awesome guest today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people know who this is. Um, this is uh, Michelle Babin. Uh, she's been killing it lately online and doing well. So um, welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Yeah, really excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Uh, yes. But for the people that don't know who you are, um, let us know who you are and a little bit about yourself. Okay, uh, well, my name is Michelle. Uh, I live in Toronto with my awesome fiance, Zach Lesage. Uh I'm originally from Montreal, so that's why the heavy French accent. Um, <laughs> I've been playing since... Oh, geez. Like 2017, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice. And and for only been playing for, what was this now, uh, three and a half, four years, um, seeing your name on a lot of these cuts uh, most of the time here on, on our Limitless, um, it, it's, it's pretty impressive to see how far you've come in, in that amount of time. Thank you. Uh, yeah, actually, like, I feel like online events gave me more of the confidence mm-hmm. than, like, playing in real life. Because um, definitely, like, I remember just sitting in front, like, at regionals and just standing in front of a big name that was, like, shaking <laughs> and just yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, working on that. Well, that's cool. And before yeah. we get into our normal questions, so you said big name. Now you you were shaking in front of them. Now when we get outside of this pandemic and you know that first regionals, you sit down. Somebody's gonna sit across from you, and they're gonna probably have that same reaction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. On here, so. I mean, so. I'm honestly just like a chill person. I just I just laugh a lot and like in games, and I just have fun. So like, there's there's nothing to be like stressed about playing against me well no that's I, I, I mean that's the hope against really everyone i know even like a lot of the higher tier you know higher uh, 
putting them in air quotes just because again everyone uh there are a lot of good players but just saying like most people it's just supposed to be relaxed because we're all having fun yeah, yeah it's a game first and foremost so mm-hmm. first have fun second win <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> All right, right. Jake, so let's start us off with these four questions because we got ourselves a new guest here. And so uh, do you want me to take the first one? You take the first one. Well, you just want me to take the first one so you can have the last one. (laughs) You gave me last one. We we play this game every week. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) I'll take the first one. I'll give you the last one there, Nick. Uh, So, Michelle, what is your favorite starter Pokemon? It could be from any generation. Any gen? I think I'm going to have to say Piplup. Oh, nice. I, have thing, I have a thing for penguins. Like, I, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's a cool looking Pokemon, too. I love the the final, uh, the Empelion. I don't. Oh, <laughs> really? I, I, I actually, I, I, I really like some of those stage twos in that, uh, in that era. So that was, that was a pretty neat one for me. I was but actually going to ask because you did say Piplup. Was there any deck that you ever used Piplup, Piplup in? I don't think so. I actually don't think so. I know when I was playing in Montreal, there was a there was this guy. I don't remember his name actually, but he was playing in Polion like a lot, mm-hmm. and like I just honestly like I was kind of broke. Like I couldn't buy all the cards I wanted to, so I probably would have played it. But yeah, I was. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. So uh, then, who's your favorite Pokemon in general, for whatever reason? Okay, well, um, honestly, I have a thing for like all the evolutions. As you guys can see, I have like a massive nice. of them. Um, if I were to pick one, though, I think it would pick Sylveon. Wow. Okay. Nice. Choice. That's the new. That's the grass one, right? Yeah. No, no, that's no, the fairy. No, the fairy. Oh, the fairy. Sorry, sorry. I'm always mixing them up. The grass one's Leafeon. Yeah. Leafeon. That Even makes I sense. I know that, and I'm not <laughs> very Pokemon lore guy. <laughs> See, Gumi, I'm learning. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so I'll take the next one here, uh, Michelle. What is your favorite card in the Pokemon TCG? It can be for any reason. It can be art, playability. Um, it won you something. Uh, it doesn't matter why, but what is your favorite card? I'm honestly hesitating between two. Um, okay. I really love Gardevoir GX. It was uh, my first kind of real deck. Nice. Um I actually made cut as my first league cut uh with Gar- wow. uh with uh God of War with um I think it was like Jimmy Pernervis's list with mm-hmm. uh Sol and stuff like that it was really good. It's and awesome. then but I actually think my favorite cut is uh Guardian like God of War and Solion GX. Um I played it for I'm gonna say 95% of the tournament before the <laughs> pandemic hit. And honestly, I was sitting at 370 points or something, and most of them were with Guardian. Jeez. I just, I just like it was honestly my favorite deck. And I would always like change a couple cards between weeks because we have a week up like in Toronto all the time. So I would just change a few cards every week. So people would never knew, like would never know my exact list. So but yeah. you had a, a lot of success with that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Here we go. That's what nice. it's about. <laughs> All right, Nick. Uh, All right. We played this game, so you can <laughs> take this last one um, to bring the heat. <laughs> okay, so our favorite question to ask, what is the card you hate the most or least like in the game? Or worse for the game. Or worse. Or, or wor- yeah. I'm going to go with the card that I hate the most. Um, 
I think I don't know which set it's from. It's actually like a combo of two cards. It's a uh, the stapler with junk hunt. What's with, junk hunt do? Um, it's uh you bring up two items or two trainers from the discard pile and put them in your hand and you play it with life do. So oh, you geez. never draw prize cards. Oh wow. Yeah, it's uh honestly I played it uh what was it, Anaheim in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went there, had no expanded knowledge, and just like hit that around two or three, and I was just like so upset. <laughs> that I, I was like, I can't do anything. Like I'm knocking him out, but I can't draw stuff. Yeah, so, that's, yeah that's frustrating. Possibly the card I hit the most. <laughs> well, there's good reason there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into the whimsy watch now. Hello and welcome to another Whimsy Much, where we take a quick look at our ever-changing meta. Alright everybody, break out your candles, find your flashlight batteries, the meta just got dark. I'm seeing a lot of dark box, a lot of dark type variants out there right now, in response to the huge popularity of Shadow Rider Calyrex, which just so happens to be weak to dark type Pokemon. Now these dark decks have multiple different builds of multiple different type of Pokemon and they're getting tournament victories. All these builds include uh, such things as Malamar, uh, Weavile, Spirit Tomb, uh, Galarian Moltres, and of course Eternatus. So I'll break down the newest and biggest winner of the dark type decks, even though it's not really, uh, in just a little bit. But first we need to look at the numbers. Shadow Rider Calyrex comes in the top of the meta share this week with almost 100 players more separating him from the number two spot, which was Eternatus. So then number three in our list is Zacian Luke Metal in players, which is still finding ways to win big tournaments. And number four is our new spotlight in ADP with Moltres. It picked up four wins this week, four tournament wins. And then closing the top five is Ice Rider Calyrex. Now, I want to throw in a little wrinkle here. Uh, Decidueye with the Shading Dealings Inteleon uh, single prizer line is popping off right now. The old wall install is taking advantage of the heavy VMAX meta. We shall see if it sticks around because Desi's success usually comes as a flash in the pan as people start adding text to the decks. So we shall see if uh, they can find good, efficient attackers to take care of that. D- that board bird doesn't let you do anything. Okay, now let's spotlight this new build of ADP. This variant is taken, it, it's really taken the usual build of ADPZ and it's dropping some, not all of them, but some of the Zacians for what are really efficient legendary birds of Galarian Moltres and Galarian Zapdos. And this de- this gives the deck optional weakness attackers for both Shadow Rider and even Eternatus. And they both still can one-hit KO Dene's and Crobats. So the game plan really doesn't change for this deck at all. I mean, it's still Alter Creation, boss, boss, win. But now uh, you kind of just have options. Uh, you have multiple options to punch to Dene with. So yeah. Still, still chugging along. 
All right, uh, yeah, so that's going to wrap up this week's watch. Tune in next week where we break down Picaram as the next deck to uh, be able to adapt, improvise, and overcome the Chilling Rain meta. I mean, really, if, if ADP can do it, surely Picaram can. I mean, it's survived everything. It's got to be coming back sooner or later. All right, let's throw it back to the cast. Thank you, Chuck. Great news as always. No, uh, he does a great job every week. Can't yes, say enough about uh, our whimsy watch. But Jake, we got we got to go into our news now, and this has been a lot of crazy news in a different way for Pokemon this past mm -hmm. week. Here, uh, first and foremost, it, we can explain why we couldn't actually access uh, Poke Beach last time yep. while we were recording, and that's because Poke Beach got hacked. Now, there's a very detailed article on the Poke Beach website. So you can go on there now. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's, it's, it, it's, it's changed. It's completely different. It doesn't look anything like it does before. It looks like an old blog post style setup yeah. from, you know, Google. And, um, but, it, uh, you know, it has, it has Poke Beach hacked next steps for the site. So really good article. Definitely take a look on it really with an awesome Porygon CX card uh, as this little picture, but very upsetting 72 hours down haven't slept uh, you know they're, they're just uh, I, I feel it, it's frustrating because it's one of those things where it's like this is such a great and useful resource and we've seen the hype issue of pokemon tcg with you know with the way the youtubers and content creators have been kind of abusing uh it for collecting and stuff and how that's impacted and it really sucks to see poke beach be basically attacked for no good reason um uh you know just just it's frustrating it really is it is i i mean we use it um i know others other podcasts use it and just you know players that are trying to get information just in general use it it's a great tool for anybody in the tcg community um so it's very unfortunate um you know this happened hopefully you know they they are able to get up and running you know as quick as possible uh, if anybody is able to help them please reach out and um, you know help them out in any way you can i know i'm i'm very new noobish when it comes to computer stuff so coding there's no chance for me um but i know there's probably tons of people in this community because you know as bad as that was i'm sure there's plenty of people in the community willing to step up and help out yeah, I mean, the good news is for those of you who can't participate in kind of the restructure, the recreation of this is it is back up and running. Uh, the new cards, uh, the new articles are visible. The old articles are visible text wise only. Again, read the, mm -hmm. the main article of what happened. It goes through a lot of good detail and, you know, just just all the best out there to the uh to you know to that team and everyone a part of that so you know really sucks to have that happen and um you know look forward to the new maybe the new and improved poke beach who knows yeah, um, yeah but let's let's jump to happier news um we kind of alluded to it on the open um it was uh badoof day this weekend um and everybody badoof. on pd you, as you almost made up your water as i say badoof um everybody on ptcgo got um you know deck box sleeves and coin um in celebration of everybody's favorite badoof um so i want to hear michelle what how do you feel about uh badoof and badoof day <laughs> i honestly like 
it was really great. I wasn't expecting it because I like I don't know. I'm I'm not reading that much Pokemon stuff online. Yeah. And then I just logged in and then I just see like the Bidoof's leave. I'm like, <laughs> what is that? Yeah, it was uh definitely a pleasant surprise. Let me uh I already changed all uh, all my decks to uh the Bidoof deck box. Yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I was I was streaming on Friday and I was just I didn't change any of my box. I had some of the you know my players cups boxes out there and and a couple chat members after seeing like three, four, five, six people in a row with Bidoof boxes are like, why aren't you playing with your Bidoof box? I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just too much effort to switch them. <laughs> well, I, I find it funny. I like we were talking about this last week or maybe a few weeks ago. Is I was talking about how like how the Pokemon can like start like incorporating like the lesser known or the less popular Pokemon because you know like sometimes they make a card you're like why is Badoof even in the game you know like <laughs> if they're gonna just do that to them but but doing stuff like this this is genius by them I love this little stuff like uh, yeah. uh, I if I could get a you know you know some neat artwork for I don't know I think the most hated one in Chilling Rain for me is Zangoose right now maybe <laughs> I'd have a Zangoose deck box but oh, I'm not going to use Zangoose right now uh, at that point it's like again I think this is a really creative neat way to start incorporating those um, less popular Pokemon uh, or at least less uh Less appealing to the yeah. game Pokemon. So we were one week off on this Badoof Day thing. Having Real Sunny Games on last week, he he <laughs> is Mr. Badoof. So he it's is. Like, I Come know on, what's going on. What's going on? But uh, hopefully he's playing all his decks with Badoof. But no, I, I agree. It's it's just a fun little thing there. Um, but you know, it's it's better than uh, the news of the Pokey Beach. <laughs> let me let me tell you that from now on. Uh, July 1st is not Canada Day for me anymore. It's Badoof Day. <laughs> it's Day. That's right. <laughs> it's not Independence Day weekend. You know, it's just it's just Badoof. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Jake, uh, you found a very interesting article. No, no, uh, that, right. oh, 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 we're skipping that one. We're not. not we're not doing that yet. We're okay. we're uh, we have oh. something else to announce. Did you forget this? Uh, we have our Triple P Saturday Select is set. Um, for this July 24th, it will be yes. July 24th, which is obviously Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm -hmm. uh, it will be uh, for for standard, uh, standard format. Yep. format. Yep. And we're going to have 100 plus packs in the prize pool. Plus, it's going to be a two pack entry fee. So depending on how many we get, we'll mm -hmm. have, um, you know, code cards for for all the top eight. Um, in addition to that, uh, first place will get a Shadow Rider Calyrex uh, VMAX uh, on PC. Yeah. So, and those keep rising in price. When they first came out, they were like in the th low 30s. I've seen them in the 40s now. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, so, they keep going up for good reason, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a great deck. So, winner will get a, a free Shadow Rider Calyrex uh, on top of all the packs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, this it's been a lot of fun every each time we've been running it and everything. And so hopefully uh, I'll have all the new layout and or uh, set up all done by the time it happens. I should. Yes, uh, yes. So it'll be a very fancy looking tournament, too. And, uh, you know, I look forward to have, being able to participate again with you, Jake. Oh, as, yeah, uh, as, uh, yeah, the last two I've had guest stars. So it'll be kind of uh, weird having our normal Co my normal co-caster as you know <laughs> my actual co-caster for the week um but yeah hope for, hopefully you guys can all join and ha have your chance in doing that so looking forward to that mm -hmm. 
but now we can go on to the news. All right. <laughs> now we're going into the juicy article because there was a really neat one um, on the Poker Guardian, actually, this time. Yep. Uh, and what they it basically released was some more of the cards that we've kind of seen from Evolution Skies. Again, uh, the it's uh, the next set, Skyscraping Perfect and Blue Sky Stream uh, for the Japanese sets. Uh, so nice collection of cards here but jake how about you start us off here which card uh do you want to talk about first uh i'll start with trevenant v max i mean i guess we'll just do trevenant in total so we got trevenant mm -hmm. v uh, obviously basic he's a leaf type uh or grass type 210 <laughs> hp um not much to really talk about here um right. he has two attacks um one does 30 damage uh, and he heals 30 damage from himself um, and then Shadow Claws does 120, discard a random card from your opponent's hand. So, I mean, there, there might be some something to that if you can kind of find like a milling deck or something. But I think most people would be playing this if they are playing him for the VMAX. So he, uh, you know, basically stage one, a VMAX for three, 320 HP with three retreat cost, weakness to fire, uh, mm -hmm. No resistance. And then we got Missing Forest for a Grass Colorless. It does 40 times damage. This attack does 40 damage for each each supporter card in your opponent's discard pile. So, yeah, if there's a way where you can guarantee your opponent has a bunch of stuff in their discard pile, um, either you put it there or they do, um, this can do a lot of damage. Um, so, you know, there might be something to that attack. It's pretty cheap. Um, something there and then it also has one other attack uh, pretty simple it's a grass grass colorless um, max tree 180 damage not too impressed with that one i think if this card is going to see play it's going to be that first attack so what what do you guys think of this card um honestly I, <laughs> like i don't know much about like any other cards that were announced but like if they if they announce like kind of a battle compressor for your um for your opponent, opponent deck. Yeah. I don't know I don't know how that would work, but I right. that's the only way I can see this card working. Yeah, I would tend to agree. I think this might be one of at least for the moment, um one of those cards that will just be binder uh filler. Yep. And you know, like like Michelle just said, if if there is one of those like reverse uh battle compressors, this might, you know, be pretty, pretty dangerous. Um, what about you, Nick? What you you have anything to add to that one? I mean, missing forest seems like it would have been a really neat attack if it was for each trainer card, not for each supporter. Mm -hmm. um, oh. You know, I get that like this can kind of hurt the Cheryl healing Pokemon, the Malalanas at the time. Uh, you know, but at the same time, you're talking like, yeah, there's just not enough supporters in in the game how many times are they going to be playing these sports i, I just um it's not yeah. it's not there yet it's you, it's not you know it. what you know what card i would rather play that as a similar attack where it's 40 times for all these supporters um baby malamar rapid strike so much <laughs> yeah, better because that's dependent <laughs> on you but it, but that's the big difference right that's dependent on you you got to set that up yeah. and have that in your hand versus what did my opponent do and you know with Detende going away, there's times, maybe there's times where like, you know, hey, they're going to lose three supporters because they have to discard all their bosses or whatever. Um, but now it's like, it's harder to discard supporter cards without like a, a discard all Pokemon. So, yeah. Yeah. No. All right, Nick, you want to take the next one? 
Yeah, so let's go into Garbador V Max and V uh, here. So I want to we want to just touch on this one real quick. Uh, it's attack Garbador V is two ten. Um, it has two attacks, garbage uh, for a dark colorless. Your opponent's active Pokemon is now po poison and can't retreat during your opponent's next turn. Um, you know, interesting double effect for just two color or two two energy there uh and then sludge bomb deal 130 for two dark and one colors uh but it's v max evolution is 330 hp which i really like that 330 hp right there saves you from a couple hits um uh, has this really awesome ability ability trash hoarding this pokemon can have up the two tools attached if this ability stops working discard tools from this pokemon so there is one left uh so whoo okay all right, uh, there's some interesting combinations. I think we can we might be able to see there. Uh, mm -hmm. And then for darkness in the color, G Max Stink, uh, 120. Your opponent's <laughs> active Pokemon is poisoned and can't retreat during your opponent's next turn. So um, my initial thoughts here before we jump to you guys, I, like all I see here is this is a better, faster, guaranteed way to deal poison out of the darkness types here. Um, you know especially with those toxic croaks for future use and play like that. What are your, what are your thoughts on this? I'll let Michelle start. So, you know, ladies first here. I honestly, I, I read the ability and now all I can, all I can, like, I can stop thinking about like the VMAX with like two big arms. <laughs> like, yeah. can, you, can you imagine just having a mass of like 390 HP Pokemon? Right. Um, I also think like, not that I know if Eternia this is going to be like really played after rotation because of uh, uh, Galarian's Abdos and stuff like that, but uh, it gives like good attackers in Eternia this because we're losing like people to all, we're losing um, what else? Spiritomb, um, I guess. Spiritomb, yeah. yeah, there's, there's... Yep. like we're losing a bunch of stuff, so I, uh -huh. I think this gives um, like it makes the deck more versatile, maybe. Yeah, but the the one card that I do think that might be um, really good in kind of like a, a milling deck or an energy denial deck is having double rugged helmet on there, um, and that mm -hmm. is one of the newer uh, newer Pokemon tools. If this uh, Pokemon or if the Pokemon this card is attached to is in the active spot and is damaged from an attack from your opponent's enemy, even if it's knocked out. Put an energy a card or energy card attached to that Pokemon into their uh, into the opponent's hand. So if you had two of those on there, um, there's two gone. Uh, obviously, there's cards that can kind of combat that, like the Greedent and stuff like that. Uh, I think that that does that. But either way, um, something like that could really slow down your opponent um, and make it really difficult for them. Right. Uh, to <laughs> I want to say, like, I think, Jake, like, you, you, you kind of keep bringing this up as the sets keep coming out for Sword and Shield is that they slowly start leading to more control and control type decks. Yes. Um, I can see this being really annoying with Toll Jammer as one of the, the yep. tools yep. attached That's to it. One, yep. And then you get to do whatever you want. And so, like, they, they keep pushing all those different cards out there that are like fire gloves and fighting and digging gloves, and they're plus 30 damage against a certain type. Will we see that in this one? Probably not, but you could go down that route based on how mm -hmm. the meta is evolving. If you're only facing fighting, here we go. I'll hit you for 30 more, 150, and then poison you. Um, you know, it's just, I I like Garbador VMAX 
for its two color attack. I like how it's not enough. And I actually think this is interesting in terms against Shadow Rider because against Shadow Rider, you know, you're hitting for 240, not knocking out the VMAX, knocking out the basics if you can. Yeah. Uh, but you start putting that poison pressure down on the VMAXs and at that 330 health point for it, you're pretty happy in my book, uh, you yeah. know, at least I see. So, yep. Uh, so it, it, there'll definitely be some, you know, um, decks that come out with Garbodor. I think that kind of card with the the, the double tool is like a deck builder's dream kind of thing. So um, there's always going to be weird combinations you might not see coming. Yep. Cool. I mean, I think you might also play it with, uh, unless we lose it, uh, with the Toxic Grove that makes you put more damage counters. If it's right, like- right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that stays with us. I think that was um, the Rebel Clash. Yes, that was Rebel you're Clash. Right, so you're, right. you're talking, you're talking already. If you're putting in a couple damage, you know, if you get two of them going, and we've seen how decks going to quickly accelerate that, um, you can quickly just be popping in and you know putting 150 damage or even higher with those with those toxic croaks down. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, let's go on to the next one. This is a reprint of a card that's seen a lot of play in the past, at least from people that I've talked to, um, and that is Copycat. Um, which this is um, an item card? No, this uh, is supporter. supporter. It's, a, it's supporter. a supporter. Yeah, yeah, supporter. Okay, let's. Uh, yeah. Uh, so shuffle your hand into your deck, then draw uh, a number of cards equal to the number of cards in your opponent's hand. Um, so there's a lot of decks, especially like Shadow Rider Calyrax, where they can have 10 plus cards in their <laughs> hands um, pretty easily. So this card. Um, you know, d- depending on what deck you're playing against, can see a lot of um, utility um, in the future. I don't know exactly what it was great in in the past. I mean, I think Michelle might be able to answer that maybe a little bit better. Uh, I remember playing it in the... I used to play Shift Tree GX, which if you had the same amount of cards as your opponent, you would mm-hmm. do extra damage. So mm-hmm. that, yeah, I, I would play it in that. Actually, now that you said that, I don't know exactly the card, but I feel that there was a yep. card either announced um, recently or that is in play. It's in this set. It's uh, one yeah, of them it, in this set. Yep, that has that, that does build. more yeah. damage if you have the same amount. So, yeah, that definitely could. Uh, I don't know what that is off the top of my head. I am sorry. But, um, yeah, that can definitely see utility there. Right. I, I, I personally call this the uh, also the anti-control card because one copycat can completely change a control deck's game where, you know, oh, I took you down. To, you only have one card left because I reset stamp you. Draw a copycat. Well, boom. I back up the eight cards all of a sudden. Reset um, stamp's gone. Well, Let's I'm just saying, for example, for but this. like <laughs> in in. In terms of there will be more cards that are going to make you discard Pokemon that make you discard cards from your hand for whatever reason, for attacks and stuff. And this is going to be a solid, all right, I'm going to take out maybe one or two Marnies, put this in place, and probably just be as effective. Yeah. I agree for sure. All right, Nick, you want to take the next? Yeah, so I really want to talk about this uh <laughs> really cool card coming out uh toy catcher it is an item card choose one of your opponent's bench pokemon has the remaining hp of 50 or less and switch it with their active pokemon finally all right i'm gonna jump to hey, finally, I, i'm already excited I thought you were about gonna it. hate this one <laughs> no no this is uh, this is a good uh, but let's let's go let's, michelle jake what, what are your uh, thoughts well, on this ladies first i'm always ladies first um like honestly i is there a deck that just puts damage counters on the bench other than like this dries? Because like 
how do you bring a Pokemon on like off their bench with 50 HP? If, like, I, I don't know. I just don't see it, honestly. Oh, uh, okay. With those Inteleons now. This yeah, is where this oh, Yeah. Totally yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, there, you know, there was a couple meme decks I played in the past with like the Apple Drop, app, uh, Applins, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So you can kind of find a weird combination there. Um, this also screams to me like, oh, I, I like I, I'll hit your ADP and I was like 10 damage short and then he'll gust or he'll put him there and you don't, you know, you have to start digging with, for your deck with like professors or whatever and you can't gust him back up. Um, this card kind of says, hey, yes, I can. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of like one of those like, oh, I didn't get to uh, completely one shot you, but this is kind of like a sweeper where I can come back in and, you know, finish you off. Right, right. And I, I, I view it with the poison control style right here. Like, you know, oh, I need to just hit 30 more poison damage, 30 more damage. I'm running poison that with a toxic croak in. That's immediately 30. And you could just put in, you could put in like a glaring wheezing, hit for the 30, hit the poison, and boom, it's dead. Um, and, you know, like just these finishing off ones. I love this. I think this is great. Um, you know, you're again, low HP Pokemon, uh, you know, Snom, you could just all of a sudden pick off or a Snom, Snom in the bench. Or yeah, a okay. Snom. Um, you know, uh, Mad Party hates this kind of card for sure. Cause that's pretty much all of them, except for the, the Pulti, uh, Pulti T, uh, whatever its name is. You were uh, on the right track the first time. Pulti, Pulti C didn't tie key team, uh, you know, Bundle Bay. Uh, no. <laughs> now you're <laughs> I'll just name throwing names out there. <laughs> but again, um, you know, you have, this is, you have to, you part of the reason why I like this, okay, the way I think of it is, one, you have to have the setup, right? You have to have the, the 50 HP requirement to do this. And it's not a supporter. It is an item. It is a, uh, just a trainer item card. So you're talking, you have, to, it's harder to find right now. Uh, I believe there's a few greetings that can help get grab these kind of cards. Maybe I can't. I can't remember, yeah, but it pulls item cards out. Yeah, but I mean, there's. It's. I. I love this kind of card, and and then you can t uh, tag it with you know then professor's research for whatever you need to or Marnie and stuff. So, yeah, so it's letting you gust and use another supporter. Um, but you know the gust is is not like I'm just taking out a full Zedene. I have you have to have damage on him and you know have him close to death. It's kind of just like like I said, it's like that last minute sweeper kind of a card. Mm -hmm. But cool. Let's go on to the next one. I think um, this card is kind of not the same, but it's basically the same thing um, as Rescue Stretcher. So we got Rescue Trolley. Choose up to two Pokemon with 90 HP or less um, from your discard pile. Reveal them and put them into your hand. So what, what are you guys' thoughts here? How about you, Michelle? What are you thinking? I, uh, I really don't like imagining those cards in bags. Um, I think it's cool. It's definitely cool. Maybe mostly in Expanded. Mm -hmm. um, because, well, I mean... <laughs> I feel like this is kind of a worse um, rescue stretcher for expanded. Yeah, but you can bring back two. Yeah, you can bring back right. two, and with with um, you know a lot of these uh, ninety or H ninety HP or less Pokemon, they have some pretty good uh, abilities there. Mm -hmm. um, so like your for right now, you got your Jirachis. Um, you have your your Sobble line with your at least Drizzles. your Drizzles, um, yeah. not to your Teleons. Um, 
And but even like uh, Malamar, uh, you know, that Malamar deck might want to use that instead of, um, you know, the ordinary rod or something like that. Um, so it's it's better than rod in a sense because you're not putting them into your hands or into your into your um, your deck, deck and right back into the hand. But you're yeah. putting it right back into your hand, so you have more utility there. Um, so really, it's it's a matter of do you play this over rod or do you play rod because of the energies. Um, so it's kind of like one of those toss ups. But I def definitely see utility in a card like this. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I see it again. This is a mad party uh almost auto cleared because how many times late in the game you're out of poltergeists um and you need one and this can be the card that you get and allows you to evolve the synesty and go right into it and hit with the triple acceleration um or you know you need to draw for the boss or draw for something to win the game um pull up two more mr rhymes that were already in the discard pile discard them again with both uh with the the Boltegeist's ability or a quick ball or something like that and uh, you know they go right from your discard right into your hand right back into the discard and the math kind of stays exactly the same and that might be what but you need to win yeah, you're getting drawn that case yeah um, exactly the, the so, yeah like i don't know if if mad party i mean yes it mad party will like it but i think mm -hmm with a lot of the cards coming out like mad party just isn't in a really good spot i don't know if no this is no i don't know if this card will be, be enough for it to come back um, no but is, i think I, I think you hit the nail on the head with this one jake is drizzle will be this is any deck with the intelli online will like this too because <laughs> if you lost your drizzles too early for whatever reason or sobble and you you like because being down to only one in your bench is not good right now. We see that with the sniping Inteleon. You want a minimum yes. of two. And so that might be what gets you the Sobble and the Drizzle and be able to continue the, uh, the match as if you kind of lost nothing. So. Can you imagine you're just like the draw and then you play that, get the Drizzle and then just like research or whatever support that you play. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that can turn right into a supporter and then get get going from there. Drizzle is such a good card. I'm I'm so happy that <laughs> that he's starting to see the love. Like me and Nick were on this uh, that line for such first a long episode. Time. First episode, and <laughs> yeah, people are finally starting to show some love towards that Intelio line. I mean, it took some rapid strike love and support for it to kind oh, of get going, uh, but still, it's it, it is it's a fun it's a fun supporting line. Yep. All right, last, last card from here, I believe we want to talk about real quick is uh, kind of a neat Pokemon tool called Underworld Mask. Uh, when this Pokemon, when the Pokemon this card is attached to takes damage from an opponent's attack, have your opponent choose and discard one card from their hand. Um, okay, so we kind of already seen with the uh, Garbodor VMAX, you talked rigid, hel rig, uh, rigid helmet. Uh, you know this kind of kind of go uh, with that. You know that this mask being able to you can do energy and a card denial. That's you know control right there. That's pretty solid. What are you guys thoughts on this? Um, I think it would be better if, like, the fact that your opponent chooses the card that they discard, I don't think is that great. Mm -hmm. Um, although I. I almost want to see it with um, Trevor and V. Oh, mm -hmm. that, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you could, uh, like, for the second attack, you could just yeah. like discard two cards. Like you discard a card and then they discard a card. Yeah. So yeah, you you put that with the Trevenant. Like so, you'll Marnie them. You'll hit them. Uh, so they're minus one there, um, and then 
this also can be on the we were just talking the carbidor you can put two of these on right. there and and again same two marnie cards. uh yeah you you, you marnie them Ooh. into a low hand and then they can't do anything they hit into you boom there's two cards there uh um, <laughs> that's lot, mean there's a lot of <laughs> dirty combinations with like these minus cards um i do agree with michelle where it's like if it's just like a straight up like if you're playing this in in a Rayquaza deck or something like that. And then they hit into you and then they pick one random card. I think in that case, it's useless. But yeah. in, in some kind of a well-constructed uh, milling deck or, or controlled deck that kind of keeps your hand size low, this is a very dirty card and scary card for the future of the game. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> All right, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. I think that kind of covers it for the news today, Jake. If uh, I could be wrong, or we have uh, a small correction uh, yeah, from was, last week. So last week we again, Poke, Poke Beach was gone, and we got two of the birds up there. Um, so I did want to just mention the Articuno. We didn't get to talk about his his attack. So his attack is for um, Psychic, Psychic, Colorless. Discard all energy cards attached to this Pokemon. This attack does 120 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon. It does not have to be active, so it can snipe. Um, there is utility in here, and we have to remember the ability, which will get two of the psychic energies onto him when you play him. So this could be, if you, as long as you had an energy in hand, you can play him down, get those two, and if you just need to snipe something on the bench or something for win, this could be a closing card. So, I mean, I, I don't know, Michelle, did you get to see the birds and your reaction on the baby birds? Uh, I honestly haven't, haven't seen them. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the, the baby, all three of the birds have the ability um, once during a turn when you play this Pokemon from your hand to the bench, um, you may attach whatever color energy they are specific to, um, two of those energies um, to them, and then you know they have two and then all you need to do is attach one other random card uh, to you know start attacking so it doesn't take much for acceleration for them uh to start swinging yeah and it's a one prizer i think with yeah. uh the loss of adp i think one prizer decks are going to be much better yeah i agree and, yep. and and like we said last week all three of these depending on you know their color of deck you can also play this in combination with energy switch and we've already seen it in eternatus decks with Moltres, where you can just, you know, energy switch onto something and boom, 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 you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, the fact that you can't, you can't get away from that quick acceleration right there. I mean, Shadow Rider is happy about Ar Articuno because you're just like, oh, cool, put this down. Two's already down there. And that might be the 60 damage that you need to finish off something. So, yeah, uh, it just gets more and more brutal, that deck. Uh <laughs> yeah, I mean, I we could talk. We're actually going to start talking uh, about decks here in a second. But um, yeah, let's let's just jump into that. Yeah. Uh, since we're um, done with the news articles, Michelle, like we've been what, like th three weeks now into this new meta with all these new cards live into the wild. Um, what decks have you been playing Um, one? Let's just say start. Let's just start off on ladder or for fun. What decks have you been playing um, that you've been enjoying? Um, I've been playing a lot of Shadow Rider Calyrex. Mm -hmm. I think I think there's a lot of variants in that deck, so you can either play with um all creamy V Max, which I haven't mm -hmm. tested that yet, but um I've been mostly playing it with uh Ginger and Nimitu yeah. or um Trevnor. Yeah. Trevnor. So like I it's very nasty. Seriously, like I 
one opponent, I remember I was playing chill the first time and he, he was so salty and he basically wrote me in chat, you know, like, it'd be fun if you let me play or something like that. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I do, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, so I don't have the, the Trevenant and Dust Noir. I mean, I could probably pick one up, um, but just the combination with Mimikyu or the, you know, the Mimikyu GX or, or Gengar Mimikyu. Gengar Mimikyu. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you go second and then you, you horror house them and you start setting stuff up in the meantime, you basically have, well, if, especially if they have a slower start and you go second, you basically have three turns of Shadow Rider buildup um, right. with just that one attack where they can't do anything to you um, yep. in most cases. And at that time, you win 90% of those games. Oh, it's yeah. just so dirty. I've yeah. won games just by going Horror House GX and then just dunking them. Like, it's, yep. it's, yep. it's sad. It's really sad. But, oh, my God, does it feel satisfying? It, it's so <laughs> great if you, you're, you're going second and you start out with a Gengar Mimikyu. Oh, yeah. And you get at least uh, two Shadow Riders on your bench, and then you're like, "I've got this. I mean, I have energy, oh, yeah. so I'm just boom, boom, it, it's boom." It's so it's hard. It's so <laughs> hard to come back from that. As someone who's like actively trying to figure out everything against it, it's so Bring frustrating. It. I love that deck so much. Yeah, and then you favorite. play it with like you play it even with um, Galarian Zabdo. So Etern like Eternalis Max isn't even a bad matchup. Just yeah. like very. You, you don't even need the. I mean, yes, it's a great like pivot and uh, like you know, um, I'm playing a mirror like a, a match that has my weakness. But even at that, like you can still beat them with the horror house and locking them out, and, and then oh, just yeah. getting your board state set up so much qu uh, quicker than them. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is. It's just a dirty deck. It's fun. Um, it's my favorite V Max deck uh, by far. Um, actually, my favorite V Max deck, period, um, in all formats. It is just so much fun because there's so many. Not only is it good, but there's, and I'm not saying it's like broken. Dragapult is so angry I, at it, you. Well, you can even put <laughs> Dragapult in there, but there's so many different options you can do with uh, with with it. There's so many different gameplay mechanics and decisions, micro micro decisions throughout each game, um, that it leaves it o open for you. So I, I, I see. I, love I it. get that. I di I disagree in terms of the fact that it's like. It is straightforward, not just not just like it, it kind of is a very straightforward deck. Um, again, regardless of which version you're going for, e either way, you accelerate really fast. And I mean, it's it's enjoyable. I do personally like it when I'm playing against it and I'm seeing more and more of it now, even on ladder and stuff. And you just drop the the ta uh, the path of the peak down and your opponent's just like, I hate you. Well, the thing is, so... It, I mean, but the problem is Guzmahala saves that deck so hard. I Like, mm. I, 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 anytime I, I play Path of the Peak and they're like, Guzmahala, gone, it's over. I'm like, ah. Well, I mean, I would kind of disagree with that point because you got you got Quick Balls, you got... you got Marsh Shadows, yeah. Marsh Shadows, but yeah, yeah, you got the Fog Crystal. So you have eight searching searching outs for basics. Um, yeah. So just throw that out there. So, I mean, yes, there are times where Path of the Peak can block it but i yes. don't feel that that's generally an issue no that's why I, I i find it interesting personally is that post rotation talk of shadow Rider, will it stay top tier as it is right now and that will be the interesting question um that's an interesting question i think the answer you know it's, it's hard to say yes or no um i say it has a really good chance to uh, because how consistent it is um <laughs> With that ability, it's just a draw engine. 
uh, for that three week period, you'll have your marsh shadows so you can bump those paths to the peaks and still have that consistency. Uh, after marsh shadow rotates, I believe punkaboo comes in right after that. So you'll still have your bench, um, your, your one prize or bench guy to take away those stadiums. Um, so as a consistency portion of it, it has a chance to stay top of the meta. Um, obviously power creep and and we know we all know ray ray's coming um so that can knock it down um mm -hmm. but we'll see i think it definitely has a chance to stay at tops of the meta or at least in that tier a um group just based off the consistency um and yeah that's basically it on that one yeah i mean even if you play it with like chaotic swell which like I guess you could search with Prisma House, but like you wouldn't need to change the deck altogether. But you can like, yeah, just just replace it with Chaotic as well. And then they have to burn, if you time it properly, they have to burn like two stadiums. Right. So like, because like if they were to put one path down and then you put Chaotic as well, and then like you burn another one. So that's two mm -hmm. down, which you also play, like you can play two. Like that could also replace the Marshadow, uh, not the Marshadow, the Punkaboo. Punkaboo, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's, yep. The pump. So, yeah, the pump exactly. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> think it's gonna stay up there. Like there's, there's no way it's coming down. Yeah, I, I don't see it going down anytime soon. This is this is the same question we were asking about Picarom. Um, when every set comes out, is it going to stay in the top? <laughs> yes, and that's that's where I think I'm getting at. Is like, is this Pikaram for Sword Shield era? You know, now, so like, this is going to be the deck that just won't die, no matter what they throw out there. Um, you know, even even if the big bad Rayquaza uh, comes in swinging, like this might just be like, no, I don't care, knock you out, I still yeah. win. Yeah, I mean, it, again it might be more consistent than Rayquaza. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. um, but going back into, you know, our current format right now, um, I know you're a very big online player and you're playing plenty of chill, chill series um, events. And I know you've played in others. Um, if you were going to chill tonight, if it was tonight, what deck would you be bringing? Would it be the Shadow Rider? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, well, I mean, I've been kind of debating playing Ice Rider too. Uh, I was playing it. That was the first time I played on the ladder. Yeah. Um, in this new format, I just it feels pretty inconsistent, and I don't like. I don't like mm -hmm. how clunky it can become. Mm -hmm. Um, unlike Shadow Rider, where you're just like, oh, bench, uh, evolve, attach, like yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm going to stay on Shadow Rider for a while. Yeah, I'm the same. I Ice Rider's fun. Um, Melanie's a great card, and I think in many ways, uh, Melanie's better than Welder, um, just based off not having to have energies in your hand. Um, and obviously, <laughs> Welder, obviously, Welder accelerates more, and you know, Welder probably better because of it. But as far as just like how easy it is to get off having something in your discard, um, it seems pretty good. Uh, of a play and i know it's definitely rise in popularity after that first week week and a half um shadow rider is starting to see some w's too yeah yeah, yeah. i mean shadow rider has accelerated very quickly and i think you know the fact that it was so hard just finding the getting the actual cards themselves is what held back a lot of players from being able to play it 
who are very good. And now it's just going to, I think it's just going to get crazier personally. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, are there also, any, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, I also think that like the Shadow Rider gives other cards like the ability to shine. Cause like, like to be honest, no one was playing Ultimate Mags before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, like, yep. our whimsy wash was, but yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Chuck was the only one playing that. <laughs> but no, he, I agree. He, he wait, wait, he point, went though. pretty far without creamy too, right? Yeah, like he yeah, went with the, the one tournament. He went, he went decent. He was almost uh, day two or phase two cut. So uh, maybe, but I no, mean, I, I, credit's due for Chuck. For, M Michelle's dead on though. It gives all those psychic Pokemon mm. that didn't see love before. Um, some love for sure uh, even dragapult um we've we've all seen um you know hammers affect dragapult and that's what kind of originally knocked them down but mm -hmm. if you wanted to do that spread damage love you only needed uh, you only need one shadow rider or maybe two um to really kind of get dragapult up and running um or any other psychic deck for that matter yeah i mean you could also play that with the the items we just saw the 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 one that bring the come on I forgot the name. Uh, like, uh, uh, Amulet? Uh, or... No, like the toy catcher. Is it that? Oh, yes, the toy catcher. Like, oh, you could yeah. You could definitely play, like, I don't know. I think we're going to see, like, a lot of interesting, like, decks that people are going to bring. And, like, we'll see some of those cards shine. Maybe some others not so much. But, um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, those, that, those two horses are both going to be in the meta for a while, I think. Um, but let's get into, you know, your your career and and mm -hmm. and you've been really i know you said you've been playing since uh 2017 um but at least during the pandemic i've really kind of that's when i started noticing you and and seeing you know all that success that you've been having even winning a chill series uh event um so kind of talk about just some of your online you know achievements and and kind of how you go about your business playing online um well i will have well Okay, so for a while, I would always, like, make face to a chill. Um, I would always play ADP. That was, like, my go-to thing. I would <laughs> never play anything else. I would switch to Ethernet, like, once in a while. Um, so that's where I think I started popping off. And then um, I actually started testing more. When was it? Like, in January, actually, like, I started testing more. And then I just won my first big chill event. And I was like, oh, my God, like, it actually works. Yeah. Um, of course, like I had the support of like a bunch of people behind me, and it was just like, "Go, Michelle! Like you got this!" And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm actually like in finals! I, I'm gonna win this!" Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's that. But then, like, I feel like with more archetypes coming out, I feel like I'm struggling a little more to uh, to like shine a little bit. Because like honestly, like I, I do I do kind of well with um uh like uh Shadow Rider, but like I haven't had a big placement yet with it. Um I got like a top sixty-two uh top sixty-four a chill uh like two weeks ago. But that's that's pretty much it. And then the format before also like I was playing ADP and like ADP wasn't really that great back then either. Yeah. Um and honestly, like those are pretty much my only accomplishments. Um, like I said, like playing in real life, just sitting in front of like big names. I remember playing uh, 
who was it against uh, Alex Shemansky in Greensboro in 2019. And I was just like freaking <laughs> out. Wow. My hands were shaking. I dropped my deck a couple of times. I was like, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> um, but then like before that though, like I won the TCG Cup in Dallas in 2019, which I faced, what's his name? Juan Espinola from Mexico mm-hmm. in um, top four. Was it top eight, maybe? I don't know. Like, I I didn't even know who he was. And Zai just told me at the end. He's like, like, he's a big name. And I was like, oh, my God. Sometimes it's better uh, not knowing than knowing exactly. after the fact. Right. Well, I also remember playing against um, Mark Dizon in uh, Roanoke, which the year before, he made top 16 at NAAC. And then, like, no clue who he was. And then I see, like, some of my friends from Montreal, and they're like, yeah, you just be, like, this guy and then I looked it up and I was like oh my god like <laughs> yeah so like I think I think I'd do better if I don't know who the person is yeah. um yeah so online online has been like easier too I remember I played against um Xander Perot last week at chill and I remember beating him and I was like ecstatic like ecstatic I was like oh my god like mm-hmm. I know him and I beat him and I was like Wow. That's always a good feeling. That is um, a great feeling. So you you said something about not knowing who you played against. And I would say, Nick, that would probably be a better, um, you know, <laughs> strategy for you. But apparently it's not because uh, these two played in a tournament uh, a couple months ago. I think it was probably in a chill series. Yeah, and I want to say it was before Battle Styles. Yeah, if memory, if memory serves me right, somebody on my side got clapped oh so bad like I just, it was just it was just like a straight donk and i was just like okay there goes my chance um you know i mean like hey it just happens that way but at sometimes like that's why it was just fun to like i think that's part of the the, the neat things about 2020 and like being able to you know even in covid and stuff it's just like you can go and you get like messages from players that are like oh hey um, you know, you just got wrecked by so-and-so. It's like, yeah, oh, all right. Well, you know, it happens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but it was fun. You know, like that's, that's you know, like, it's just, again, it's like, it's neat to have that communication. Like that's why Zach messaged me saying, hey, you, you, Michelle, you just whooped me. Um, and, uh, and I was like, all right, well. <laughs> Get good, son. Get good. <laughs> <laughs> That's me saying this as this weekend I was playing in uh, a tournament on on Limitless and I missed the game I missed cut by a game and I literally had game game one one but I misclicked with uh with the Shadow Rider instead of clicking his uh instead of clicking his ability on on my active I only need one more energy for you know math knockout and I accidentally clicked the attack and I was like oh well, last game <laughs> I I was actually. You know I, how many I would, times I did that with Zayshan, like, like just clicking Trepidatory when you have game, and you're like, oh, well, there yeah, goes game. Well, I had game. Two, <laughs> there's two instances I would love for them to put, are you sure? And that's attaching energy, and when you select the attack. I would just love that. Are you sure you want to do this attack? Yes, because they, they I do don't know how like many. Marnie, whenever they you do it for Marnie, yeah, yeah, but only yeah. if you're going to less cards. Exactly. And not, not, not like, like, like almost, I get that the game doesn't want to put in like that, in like that pay, way of paying attention. But like at times, it'd be like, can we just please pay attention to like I, I, I just need, they have one. Pro- I, yeah, yeah, like the knockouts coming and they're like I hit intrepid sword. 
Why? Yeah. Why yeah. would I yeah, get intrepid that, that, sword? That makes no sense. But yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, it is what it is. But you know, online games, uh, online games are great yeah. for um, for practice. And I think you know the clout on winning an online events or doing well in an online event is just as you know just as much as on online. Um, I know, Michelle, you said you haven't really played um, like too, too much IRL. You I mean you did some. What are the main differences um, do you see um, compared to online and IRL? Definitely like just the misclicking. Like, do you mm. know how frustrating it is? In real life, you wouldn't have that problem. You're just yeah, like, exactly. oh, ability, attach the energy, and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you like, wouldn't have those losses with Intrepid Sword or, or, yeah. or uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to attack here. Intrepid Sword, what happened? <laughs> I also feel I that happened to me last chill, actually. Um, I accidentally decked myself out because I used Underworld Door, which left me with zero cards in deck and no Marnie. And I was like, all right. Like, I feel like in real life, when you see you draw cards, you kind of pay more attention to what yeah like how many yeah. cards left in your deck so there's definitely that as well for sure for sure cool so nick do you want to get into some of our um our chat questions yeah, yeah so i mean uh with the way you've been playing and everything you know we were kind of wondering if you could kind of you know you talked about how you were playing adp at the beginning of this uh and leading into do you have uh you know any more like as you were growing as you were starting to play back all the way in 2017 what was your kind of your your approach to the game in terms of like you know i'm going to take this deck for x reason or like why am i bringing this right now you know um i mean what would go in my decisions before was the fact that i literally had no any so i would have one deck all the mm -hmm. time just like no like now that i'm I mean, we have an extensive collection back and I, so like we, I basically have access to all the cards I could ever want to. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I can basically build anything. Nice. So, yeah, that's definitely like a big difference of like what I was doing back then. I remember mm -hmm. my first big deck. My first big deck was actually a uh, Lapras GX with nice. Nine Tails GX and Manatee EX, like because I just happened to pull those cards and I was like well might as well play that right like I, I found a way to make them work because it wasn't really working mm -hmm. but, yeah. um yeah no that's fair uh, and then um were you did you participate in the players cups at all these past players cups at all and what were if you did what was your res uh, results like for that um so first one I didn't play well no, actually, first and second one I didn't play because I couldn't remember the password to my uh, real <laughs> oh, no. account. So I was like, all right, skip them. And then I figured out my password for uh, PC3, which I bombed like oh, no. so hard, didn't even qualify. I finished, I was like at 45 keys and I had 70 reps. And I was like, well, I can't make it now, better give up, right? Um, <laughs> and then the last player's cup, I was actually like, so upset because the first three tournaments top eight I was like cool and then I whiffed uh qualifying by uh, like one point oh I was wow. so upset I was like how was this happening right yeah, so rough. like I also for players cap three when I like try to qualify I, I literally played eternity list 
mm-hmm. only Eternatus for 45 keys. <laughs> and like, I think in Players Cup 4, I made more informed decision. I played um, what deck did I play the most? I think I played like Luke Metal a lot. Yeah. Which is like one key actually takes like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so sometimes I would just like skip and then like I spiked a few events with ADP. And then the last the last two keys I needed win-win to instant qualify. Yeah. And so the first key I played, I played Templesard, which I won. So I was like, I actually have a shot at qualifying. And then I came second. And I was like, Wow. Yeah, there goes my run. Wow. Like up so until close. the very last key. I was, yeah, I was pretty sad. So close. Oh, that's that rough. Yeah, yeah, no, missing missing out on a few few points or one point is very heartbreaking. But I've known many players um that missed out on one, like my friend Dan, or our friend Dan and Durko count count the money. He missed out on players cup two, I think, by one point. And then the next time he finished in like 130 rep or something like that so he, you you can do it i have uh, you're a good player i know you you know just keep keep with that grind you'll get there for sure yeah i if there is a fifth one i'm i'm like i'm pretty sure i don't want to say like i'm pretty sure i'm gonna qualify but i'm pretty sure i'm gonna qualify yeah I believe I'm, gonna, it. I'm gonna try i'm gonna you know, i've been putting a lot of effort in because i made i didn't do first uh players cup but i did i qualified for two and three and then missed on four um, had a, a couple bad tournaments there, ended with like 85, 86 points. So it was still a little bit off, but I'm definitely trying to improve from the last one and yeah. try to make it three out of four. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are putting in a lot of time and effort and it, like, it definitely shows like kind of that putting in a time and effort. I think uh, we've kind of talked about this before, Jake, is that sometimes players get into this decision tree where they're just like, well, I'm playing this deck. I should just qualify. And you're like, no, that's not a guarantee. Like there's, there's plays that you have to, even, even people who play ADP, some mental states for people who play ADP are, are just like, well, but the point is, the point is like they get into this habit of like, again, you have to have to know the deck. You have to know how to play the deck. So, um, but you know, lastly, you know, when it comes to with the new sets coming out, Michelle, and, and you know, moving forward, do you plan? Do you plan on you know, looking towards playing IRL more, or kind of a hybrid of play, or you know, or just online as as they as as we continue further on with this post uh, post pandemic world? Um, I'm honestly definitely looking forward to go back like to in real life. Mostly because I love traveling. I really miss traveling. Um, but other than that, I, I see like, I think it's going to be hybrid maybe for like the first the first quarter maybe uh, of like when we come back. Um, mm-hmm. I see maybe not the big weekend events because obviously the weekends is going to be for regionals. But mm-hmm. um, like, maybe chill TCG on Wednesdays, I think is like a still like still a good tournament to like maybe just test for like regionals mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm definitely gonna like if chill TCG keeps running, I'm definitely gonna keep playing like in real life and chill. 
but other than that, I'm also coming back to school, so I, I might not, not have like all the time in the world. But, uh, <laughs> I know yeah. that feeling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. shocking, honestly. Like, I, I know I'm just going to be at school like between 8 a.m. and 10 p.m., and like, I might not have time to just do Pokemon anymore. Right, right. And I think that is also something that a lot, you know, for players to consider is that the time commitment, um, you know, there was a weird luxury of 2020 of where even like, you know, for those who could work, who were working during this time, older players that like you could, you, some people were able to work from home and still play and participate in Pokemon games uh, and, and events, um, you know, like I, I you know there's or there's players like me like I, I or jake we like we can't we're not home when we're working mm -hmm. um so we didn't have that luxury and or we're going back to school or doing you know extra uh, extra activities so um which again it's just it's one of those it's another one of those factors that are important to consider um so do you outside of school and thinking that with those regards like do you have an idea of how you might try to play or practice uh, moving forward to kind of combat that? Because I think that's an interesting kind of uh, path for players who are trying to balance all this. Yes, honestly, um, I think I'm mostly going to be relying on my testing group. Um, I have a, like a pretty good testing group. I have like Don Glossage, Gabriel Smart. Um, um, Sorry, I'm, I'm like blanking out on the other names, but yeah, um, when you're on the spot, it's not like easy. honestly. I think I'm gonna like I don't want to say like I'm gonna let them do the testing and then just take the list, but like I think I think it's just like just having a testing group in general is just a good way to balance everything because mm -hmm. you don't have to test as much or you can kind of spread your testing so like you can see like which deck is working, which deck is not. Mm -hmm. So like obviously there was that. Um, I don't think I'm gonna be able to leave the studio anymore. Like as much as I want to, like yeah. like a game like here and there. But like, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, no, that that's, no, that's, that's definitely understandable. Real life always, you know, gets in the way uh, from things that we want to do. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah. All right. All so right. do you want to jump into our our chat questions on our yeah. Discord? Yes. Yeah. So we had again we have been really enjoying this uh new little new segment here. We really appreciate everyone who on the Discord uh who drops us a couple questions uh when Jake is like, "Hey, we're going to be doing an episode." Uh so if you'd like to participate in that again, um you know, please join join our Discord uh where we ask uh our listeners and uh readers and group members uh for questions they have about the game. So, first is coming from Rye for Gaming uh when do you start valuing teching for matchups over consistency jake and michelle this is a great question um you know uh, I, jake and i've been thinking about this we had a little bit more time than you michelle so we'll jump to jake what's your thoughts on this first so so for for like let's see right now we have decidueye i would say is like that one deck mm -hmm. um that you might want to tech for so in general i would wait for like at least like there's two, I guess there's two instances of this. Um, there's locals and there's just overall on um, PTCGO or, or, you know, nationwide, depending, you know, when IRO opens up for locals, you just kind of have to know your local meta and, you know, the players that might be bringing these decks. And do you, what do you think um, is the likelihood of them bringing a deck that would like, 
to Sijuai that, you know, if there's no counters, um, kind of just wins. Um, and then secondly, you know, what do you think as far as like online? I'll start with, um, you know, locals. I, again, just read your, your local meta. Um, and that's more of a gut call um, when you put those um, tech cards in to beat those kind of decks. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like PTCGO or, you know, w- you know, regionals when we get those again. Um, it's more of just kind of reading the meta, um, seeing what does well that week, week and a half before, and then making adjustments from there. If you're not seeing a lot of Decidueye um, for a long time, um, maybe throw um, you know tech in there. But if you're, I'm more of the uh, at least with those random decks that can win. Um, kind of wait and see until they start making you know moves, and then kind of put your techs in. Uh, but you don't ever want to overcommit because consistency is the name of the game when it comes to Pokemon. So you you try not to hurt your consistency overall having those tech cards. But again, I would say a week to a week and a half, you know, on a on a nationwide scale, um, local meta is you just kind of have to read your your local guys and gals and kind of make a call from there. Yeah, great answer, Michelle. What, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, I think it's like. I kind of agree with Jake. Like it mostly varies on what uh, on which event you're attending. Um, I feel like in regionals, I always tag against like like everything that's big. Mm-hmm. So like if you know that big uh, that baby able is big, like of course you're gonna take like Tapu Fili. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like what was I playing? There was a deck. Oh, it was Malamar. Malamar was uh, was weak to uh, dark or no, not even. Anyway, I remember it's world. Well, I played in the open. Um, I remember just taking a card against it because I was like, "There's no way I'm losing to that today." Yeah. Um, locals. I don't intend locals as much as I want to because we're like when the season yeah. like like when we're actually in the real season like we're always like on the go we're always like traveling so like I'm, i don't attend them but um league challenges for example um we always have the same people here playing the league challenges they always play the same deck so it's really easy mm-hmm. to just like most of the time the only people like changing the decks is me and zach <laughs> so just so we can kind of like assure like that's one of us is gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> um, cause like honestly, like league challenges here, we have like four or five people. That's mm-hmm. it. So like it's really small. It's really easy to like not manipulate, but like right. Kind of like when you have the same people playing all the time, like yeah, yeah it's easier. Yeah. Um, onlines. Online, I feel like teching is important, but you also need to know that um like it's not going to come as a surprise because obviously like open deck list or, like if mm-hmm. you're playing against ether and the, your opponent sees that you're playing like two is that those seem medically differently right yeah mm-hmm. so yeah honestly like largely depends on the event you're attending for sure no i agree with that uh nick how about yourself yeah i'm in the uh the camp of you know you have to you you gotta read it first of all and i think that's part of the talent and skill of this game a lot of people will make that mistake uh and not pay attention uh and and they just kind of assume again 
and they then they then they're like oh no why did i lose and like oh decidui popped up this time mm-hmm. um you know there's i think like a good example of this is it can't hurt you to ever throw in one phoebe right now i would i would say that right like a phoebe supporter isn't well, going for to for vmax decks um and that's pretty much the three you know like i view the three main top decks right now yeah um but you know again it, it's pay attention that's the key word here uh more than anything and like you said jake and michelle consistency is king in this game and so you're going to want to maintain that consistency more than anything um and i don't know it's always fun but it, like if you do see a whole meta shift to decidui or like complete counter well go with the counter to the counter um yeah. give it a shot and just see how it goes it can't hurt to just experiment with it for sure all right so this next one is from steve the good mm-hmm. um it is still early um in the new format but do you think victini vmax and tempozard are still top tier decks and will they see an emergence again We'll start with Nick. Oh, okay. So Victini, I think Victini will won't see reemergence into the game until after rotation. Now at this point, um, and I believe once rotation is gone, Victini will be the main fire Pokemon for a while, unless they surprise us something else. At least I'm not seeing a V Max. VV Max Fire Pokemon at this time. Okay, so Uh, I have a question for you on that response then. Um, So I do agree, Victini V Max is the V Max Fire Pokemon to go with. Um, Mm -hmm. And in the current meta we are in currently, before rotation, we are not seeing a lot of tag teams. Obviously, it's still very early. Um, But if Victini is not seeing play now, what makes you think he'll see play after? I, I believe it's because that's when the dogs will start to take more effect in terms of like, I think like, well, I don't know. It, it, it comes down to the be able to surprise knockout like a Rayquaza or the its damage output is too good against like the, the top, top like Shadow Rider and everything. And you can hit those V versions pretty quickly. Uh, where it will struggle definitely is in the post rotation is with the stage uh, the baby prizers. So will they just take off? And if they do, well, then Victini's just going to go to the wayside at that point. And that, I mean, that's, it, it, it's all going to depend. Like again, once ADP rotates and how yeah, people sure. want to play those decks. For sure. So Michelle, what do you think, what are your thoughts on both these fire decks? Um, um, are they still meta or? I, I honestly don't think so. Um, mostly, well, now, even now and after rotation, uh, the reason is uh, I swear the Calabags. It's not as powerful as I'd like it to be, but like obviously you can like one-shot those uh, those Victini VMAXs. You can uh, uh, do the same with um, Rish's eyes. Yeah. Yep. Like yep. I, I just don't think it's as great. Plus there's not, pe- there's not that many people playing like any metal deck so like fluke metal like of course like some people are always going to play it mm-hmm. but yeah. it's it's definitely not as popular um, yeah. because people know how to pack against that yeah so you you brought up a great point with the the ice rider um just kind of beats it doesn't even need to evolve into um uh, the v max version because melanie is a card um so you don't need to have that clunky uh 
Frostmoth engine for your acceleration. Um, so those those water types are seeing more play because of it. Um, you're obviously not weak to uh, electric um, with that specific arch archetype, yeah. at least. So you're not seeing like the Picaroms push water down like they traditionally have been. Um, and I just think there's so many other VMAX decks that are just better consistently um, over Victini um, you know, then, then what Victini can bring to the table. Uh, Victini is going to lose Welder. Mm -hmm. And I know you've brought this up. I know Metal Magikarp has brought this up where you just Victini attach boss evolve. But, but the problem is you're losing Dedenne. So you're losing your consistency to do that more often. You're losing Pokemon communication. So you're losing your consistency to evolve that much, um, uh, you know, that much more consistency. Um, you're having your other decks like your shadow riders that are already consistent without needing anything else that it, that deck doesn't have anything that's rotating really um except right but so I, I, those I, I decks say, are just i would say the answer to pokemon experience. communication is evolution incense though like i mean it's, yeah. it, 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 you have you have you know you have great ball and stuff like that but like evolution incense is pokemon communication just only here's an evolved farm and that's what shadow yeah. rider is going to have to rely well, on well, well, so if they're see, both the difference relying... between no but the difference between shadow rider is you can get the evolution incense to get the shadow rider then use his ability to start using your consistency um agent now with with uh victini you're not getting to do that you you yeah you evolve but now you might be stuck when it comes to consistency in hand um drawing cards for your hand um so there's the difference there you yeah. also look like you're you're saving to uh, switch for energy. You you lose giant Paris. You mm -hmm. lose Volcanium as well from uh, unbroken bonds. Mm -hmm. Right, but I but I, I think like again that deck is going to be different. And and actually, what you kind of bring up a good point though is in terms of like with the Ice Rider Calyrax, what that ends up causing is our second triangle of weaknesses that appear. So if people are playing more water because they can't because of Melanie. And then they start playing, you know, so then people start playing metal to knock out, instant knock out the ice riders because they're weakness in the metal. Well, then fire just starts making a resurgence because then, and like you, you get this, like this whole well, chain again. So the metal, then, the metal can knock out for sure. But like, other than metal saucers, and again, we're losing to Dene, so we're not getting to see as many cards. So how, I guess the question is, how often were these metal decks get those um, saucers out without the ability to crow or uh, to detonate to re research to crowbat to see all these cards to do that? I mean, that, again, I think that's going to be the question for a lot of decks. Like Fog Crystal goes a long way for the Shadow Riders, but at the same time, you know, you're talking, you're not really running Crobats in that deck at all. You're trying to rely on Shadow Rider Calyrax's ability for, for your sure. draw engine. But if you can't, evolve for because you didn't get your evolution incense uh to evolve in the post rotation then you're still stuck in the mud too or after if you can't get pumpkin boo out to knock out path to the peak it could be game over for you in that regard too so sure. there's I, any deck I, I will have their their hurdles right. to jump over but right. I, I, I think I, right now shadow riders poised better consistently like overall right i i agree with that i i i believe that fire is definitely going to get hurt moving forward uh and that's fine with i'm okay with fire taking a back seat because i'm perfectly happy with that <laughs> i'm a water deck player anyways uh, and a right. water pokemon favorite so um i'm happy i'm, I'm personally okay with no welder same 
right, Nick, you want to take the last one? Yes. All right. So from Zordad GX, um, and congrats. I guess his team is still going on in the tag team event. Um, uh, What do you do with your extra old online packs when a new set drops? Invest in cards that will hopefully hold value to trade later? Now, this is a fun economics question. Yes. Um, Not an easy (laughs) one. Not an easy one by far. Uh, there's a lot of concerns uh, going on here. And, you know, like, what are your two thoughts on this? Uh, you know, it, it, it's such a, it's a deep question. So, uh, Michelle, what, what are your kind of thoughts on So, the- usually when the new drops, uh, when the new set drops, uh, I usually either um, trade for everything that I need the day before with my old packs. Or what I did with battle styles, I had a bunch of vivid voltage bags. And then that day, I just traded my vivid voltage for battle styles bags, which like the ratio was like three to one, which is like pretty bad, but like still gave me access to like the new cards and stuff like that. Because yeah. once a new set drops, people are not looking for older bags. They want the most recent bags, right? Right, for right, sure, for sure. Um, or I open the packs. <laughs> That's it. Like I, I really like opening packs online. Plus, it gives me like if I pull like good stuff, I do giveaways on Twitter and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes yeah, a so, lot of sense. So I kind of, you know, second everything you just said there. Um, a, a lot of times I'll look for like specific bling cards that I'm looking for right before a set drops. So say I'm looking for like a research or a, or a yeah a professor's research or something. I could drop 15 packs on it beforehand um, and get that card that I wanted. Um, I would also say it depends on the pack. So if it's all like the sword and shield packs um, beyond, I, they're still worth their value. Mm-hmm. Um, and even uh, for, for me as like a content creator, I like to give away a lot of packs. So I'll end up giving them away just to, you know, viewers. Um, but before that, I say like base set sword and shield. If I have a ton of those, I'll open them to try to find that quick ball. Cause that quick ball is still money right now um so and that kind of goes along with with the coins too whenever like you build up you'll look when i was looking for computer research you know you would just buy a bunch of was it a guardians rise or was it guardians rising uh Um, i forget i don't know know, actually i know it's caldeo is on the cover i don't remember what the set's called sorry everybody that you know knows their stuff way more than i do and old stuff but yeah i would open a bunch of those and i finally pulled it so it's just kind of a matter um of of that you know trying to you know maybe giving them away or or get rid of them or dump them right before a new set comes out um for a max value or, or even like michelle said like trading trading them older sets even if it's three for one or four for one um if you have a bunch of useless packs like vivid voltage wasn't really good for much of anything so <laughs> three for one value over battle styles i think that's a deal yeah, I'd say yeah. it right now for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's always a tricky thing. Like it depends on where you're at. Michelle, you're mostly a player player, so um, it would you know, like, you know, I, I agree with you. If you're just playing, just open them at this point. Um, yeah. Opening packs there, is fun. Opening packs are fun. You're gonna get you're gonna get something. You might be happy about it too. Yeah. Um, there's can't be upset about that. Um, and then if you don't, that happens also too. So it's like a lot. It, yeah, it happens a lot. Um, 
Yeah, it, again, it, it, it's not it's not an easy thing if you're trying to maximize. It's again paying attention to certain things out there that will allow you to maximize, and you know sometimes just just opening gets you the one the real card that you actually need anyway. So, um, you know, and then you can go from there. But um, I, I, me personally, I try to make early trades as much as possible. Uh, and just kind of adapt from there. And if I get stuck with packs again, I'm in that position with Jake. Like we just give those away because it's you know. And then you know, then we hopefully see someone open those awesome packs. I still, yeah. Whenever I give things away, I am like, if you, I mean, I'll, I'll never say you have to keep them and open them. If you take them and use them as a trade to get something you need, cool. But if you do open them and get something, please, please send it my way. I want to see what you get. <laughs> <laughs> I like seeing shiny cards. <laughs> Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> All right. I think that's just about going to wrap it up for us. Thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on. But before we end this, do you have any shout outs or plugs or anything like that? Of course. Um, well, I guess you guys can follow me on Twitter at Michelle Babin CCG. It's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-B-A-B-I-N-C-C-G. Um, Shout out to my testing group, I guess. Uh, Zach Lesage, Gabriel Smart, uh, Von O'Brien, uh, Logan McKay, like all those awesome people. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I don't have I don't have any sponsors yet. So uh, if you're looking to sponsor me, I mean, doors <laughs> open. <laughs> yeah. Very awesome. Um. But all right, well, then uh, I think that's going to do it for us here today. Uh, thank you again, Michelle, for joining us. We really appreciate you having come on. And for everyone listening, again, you can always hit us up at Pit Pokey Pod on Twitter or hit Jake and I up individually at uh, Panux One or at Duke of Hobbies on Twitter. Uh, we have our Discord channel again if you want to leave us questions for future episodes. Uh, and we. As a final reminder, our Triple P Saturday Select with lots of great prizes is coming up on July 24th this month. Uh, hopefully any, everyone can join. Uh, we'll be broadcasting those uh, again. So until then, see you next time. Yep. Can't wait to have my hosts um, back with me. So yeah, <laughs> have a good one, guys. <laughs>